0: I'm Dr. Sam Rasool, doctor of chiropractic, and I'm with SoFlow Vegans. Woo!
1: Welcome back to the SoFlo Vegans Podcast. I'm your host and founder of SoFlo Vegans, Sean Russell. Also joining us as a co-host, we have Alba the Veg Nurse, who is the media coordinator of SoFlo Vegans, but she also has a really cool blog you want to check out at thevegnurse.com. Joining us on this episode, we have Dr. Sam Razul, who's also known as Dr. Sam Miami, and you can check him out and everything that we discussed during our interview. This is actually an epic interview. We enjoyed getting to pick his brain and give us tips on how to live a better life. There's so much that I learned about um, chiropractic services that I didn't know until I Till we had this episode so make sure you are tuned in go to slash podcast to listen to all our past episodes as well as the show notes for this episode and without any further ado dr sam brazu
2: you are listening to the soul flow vegans
1: podcast and welcome back to another episode of the soul flow vegans podcast we are so excited to be here today Day. And of course, we're joined by our co host, Alba Mendez. Say hello to the fine folks listening.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's Alba.
1: So, Alba, who do we have with us today?
2: Well, I'm very excited to present to you guys Dr. Sam Razul, who happens to be a very good friend of SoulFlow. Welcome.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm super excited to be here. Uh, super excited to be part of this unbelievable uh, group of individuals and a movement uh, to help people understand more about the vegan lifestyle.
1: And we've had opportunities to to speak with you and to see you at events to really get to know you know what you're about. Obviously, not everything. This podcast is a good vehicle for that. Mm. And we have a tradition here at SoFlow Vegans where we always like to start off with your journey how did you get to a space where you are practicing as well as being an advocate for heal you know for mm-hmm. for your health for the environment for the animals for for love you know how did you get to this point in your life
0: uh, that was a perfect setup i couldn't get a better softball for me Sean. <laughs> that's fantastic i love talking about this i get very passionate about it um being someone who's always been thirsty for knowledge, being someone who's always been an advocate for learning. When we're not learning and we're not growing, we're dying. So every day we're looking to improve ourselves, whether that's you know mentally, spiritually, physically, so on and so forth. So my journey, you know, obviously leading me toward, you know, becoming a doctor of chiropractic, a former engineer, uh, I actually started learning a lot about nutrition while I was still in chiropractic school. Being that you know chiropractic itself is, goes hand in hand with nutritional living a healthy lifestyle, it's about preventative medicine, preventative disease. So you're trying to promote health, not just tackle the issue of disease and symptoms. So as I unfold and went you know further down the rabbit hole per se, I learned more and more about what is true health and true nutrition, and what we actually need as human beings to not only survive but to thrive. And my journey led me to a more plant-based lifestyle, being of Mediterranean descent, being of Iranian descent and adopting a Mediterranean lifestyle, was already eating a predominantly plant-based diet. But it was only when I started to kind of slowly eliminate things out of my diet and I started to see my own performance and own health improve that I decided to make the full jump into a plant-based lifestyle.
2: That's very interesting because I know that we were discussing of, before this podcast that mm-hmm. when you're a Iranian, it's considered Persian. Yes. So I found that super, super interesting. And mm-hmm. we have like a lot of things like obviously hummus. Mm-hmm. We love all of that. Couscous. Yes. Um, but mm-hmm. you just mentioned that you started as an engineer. Yes. And then you moved to being a chiropractor. Yes. So what are your credentials for for that?
0: So I, um, I, I came down to Miami in 2000 to attend the University of Miami. I'm a big hurricane, go Canes. <laughs> got to throw up there, but uh, I got my bachelor's and my master's degree in biomedical engineering uh... i worked as a quality engineer for a medical device company uh... boston scientific for several years where i was in charge of quality assurance for their endoscopy and their cardiovascular stent line so i was working with some of you know with a world-renowned organization a corporation in world boston scientific that was helping surgeons all over the world giving them the proper tools they need to perform the surgery they did fantastic doctors that did save lives each and every day However, it kind of was a disconnect for me knowing that we're waiting till the end to kind of treat these symptomatology, you know, with stents and with endoscopy guide wires and so on and so forth. I actually had an injury to my elbow, not even my back, not my neck or anything, my hips. It was an elbow injury that I was treated from, uh, you know, I went to a doctor, they sent me to therapy. And therapy is fantastic, but it just wasn't hitting the root cause for me. And after about two and a half months, I was getting very frustrated. A friend of mine suggested I go see a chiropractor. I said, no way, chiropractors are quacks, I don't believe in it. And I was my own naivety and my own ignorance that got in the way. So finally when I gave in, and thank, thankfully I can't thank my friend enough, I gave in and went to a sports chiropractor who addressed what my injuries were, but also the root causes. And within a couple of weeks, I was already starting to feel better. And then the side effects started. Now side effects, a lot of times we think of pharmaceuticals. If you listen to a commercial, you know, 60 second commercial, 48 seconds of side effects, you know, and they have someone running through the field and they're all happy. But the side effects of chiropractic care were so it was a plethora. It was, you know, better sleep, more energy. I didn't feel like I needed a second or even a third cup of coffee in the afternoon. So it really led me to kind of, you know, really adopting this lifestyle. And I said, you know what, it's, this kind of mirrors the kind of ideology that I've always had. And I decided to make the leap and attend school at Logan College of Chiropractic in St. Louis.
1: And how do you how do you feel that your background as an engineer and you know, going into the medical field, mm-hmm. how did those two play a role with each other?
0: I get this question a lot. People are like, well, that's a 180 you did there. And, and it kind of is when you think about it from a traditional standpoint of engineering. But you know, in this day and age, and, and, and I love my time as a biomedical engineer, but biomedical engineering, the beauty of it, and the reason it is every year in Forbes magazine, one of the top five professions to get into as young people are looking for an avenue or what kind of field to get into. Biomedical engineering is phenomenal. And my focus when I was still in school and under my graduate program at UM was a focus on biomechanics so it kind of fit hand in hand when I decided to make the leap over to chiropractic because I had the background in biomechanics and it fits very well I think my engineering background in addition to the way it's symbiotically kind of you know meshed with chiropractic you know the the discipline I have and looking at things from a standpoint of okay we have a problem here the engineering mindset is very much to solve it but not just solve the problem but solve it as efficiently as possible, which has helped me help my patients and help you know, helped us reach the goals much quicker.
2: So let's discuss that because you do have like you just <clears throat> mentioned that engineer background. Mm-hmm. How does that translate to what you do now? Body mechanics, kinetics?
0: Absolutely. So a lot of times like you were just saying the body kinetics, biomechanics and kinetics. So a lot of times, you know, I tell patients, just like there are doctors there, you know, that can be mediocre in their approach. And there's then I don't like to use that too much because I don't want to talk ill will toward any of my fellow and there's chiropractors. You know, there you could go to ten different chiropractors and get 10 different experiences, just like you go to ten different doctors. I always times I tell patients I don't care what initials a doctor puts behind their name, whether it's MD, D O, DC, a doctor of chiropractic, or a DPT, doctor of physical therapy. A full examination should be performed. No one should just willy-nilly just, you know, look at you for about three, four minutes and go, okay, and write a script for you for a medication and or a rehab protocol when they haven't really done a thorough evaluation. So in my office, what we do is we approach everything. Number one is sitting down with the patient, understanding what, what are the restrictions you're having, but just as important is what are you trying to do? a lot of times pain will bring you in the office, but it's not quite pain that brought you in the office. It's lifestyle. So understanding what restrictions you're having, what biomechanical restrictions, what kinetics aren't working. A lot of times patients don't realize that possibly, and I'm just gonna you know, use one example, Patients have come to me with headaches, and they said they've been to chiropractors, they've been to you know, neural, neurological specialists, they've been to their primary care, and no one can figure out what they're doing, they're taking medications for it. And then we do a biomechanics assessment because something is off, and during the he- health history, I'm like, oh, you're a former uh, soccer player, yes I am. Have you sprained your ankle before? Because I noticed the way you're walking, and they're literally, their biomechanics of their ankle is off. So literally every time they take a step, they're almost shifting their body and giving themselves a little mini whiplash. No one's addressed that before. But if you address something biomechanically that could be affecting the way the system, the whole body's working, you can then treat the root cause and the body will in turn heal itself.
2: So if I come to you, because well, for the ones who don't know, Dr. Sam actually happens to be my chiropractor, Mm -hmm. and he did a thorough examination, trying to check where am I having my pain, and very good, thank you for. Of
0: course, no, please. From the
2: head to toe assessment, just like we do in nursing, Mm. but why is it important for people like me, people who work in the medical field, people Mm. who work so much with their bodies, be aware of chiropractic care?
0: Well, it's it's very, very important because, I mean, I've always, I've done a several lectures to different corporations around the South Florida area. I've been fortunate enough to work with police departments, fire departments, uh, giant corporations down here that have to have their headquarters, uh, small businesses, and some of my favorite places, hospitals and medical facilities, simply because I feel a lot of times, especially with nurses, I always love the way nurses do everything. Nurses really do sacrifice their own well-being because in the heat of the moment, all that matters is that patient-centric care. They care about their patients, they mean well for the patient, they give their all. And if that means sacrificing their own posture or mechanics and trying to help the patient get down, you know, squatting down, doing this, lifting the patient, doing whatever they need to do. So a lot of times you know, in my lectures or my sharing information, uh, it's vitally important to address the need, because chiropractic care, you know, deals with the neuromuscular skeletal system. And I say neuromuscular skeletal because you have, Sorry. so you have a neuromuscular skeletal system in which you have the nervous system and you have the musculoskeletal system. So you want to see how the brain and the body are communicating with one another.
1: So... I remember you even alluded to it a little earlier mm-hmm. when you started thinking about going to chiro- being a chiropractor. Yes. You thought it, you mentioned the word quack. You mentioned and I know I'm um, looking into the history of it and watching documentaries on mm-hmm. it. There was a point in time where it was a little controversial because it was a newer um, mm-hmm. practice Yes, that was coming against a lot of the uh, theology that was associated with medicine and what yes. have you. So how do you see that relation and how far it's come and how people are you know you know looking at it as a serious practice with the plant based infusion of plant-based
0: it's so it's 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 so symbiotic in its growth it's almost scary but what people don't realize is that people look at the rebirth of chiropractic which happened about at the turn of the 20th century you had uh you know the founders of the modern chiropractic movement dd palmer and his son bj palmer in which they were helping people through spinal manipulation through movement of the spine to take the pressure off the joint not only pressure off the joint but restore normal function to the nervous system. That's why we always say neuromusculoskeletal. It's the combination. Something I love to use in my office is always, you know, what I do as a specialist, you know, I'm I, it's structure and function married by neurology. So you have structure, which is in this case when we deal with chiropractic, a lot of times the joints of the body, the spine, let's just use that as an example, and the functionality of the body, which the organs, whether it's the lungs, the stomach, the gallbladder, the list goes on and on, and of course the nervous system to the muscles and the skin. And then it's married by neurology, and the nervous system controls it all. So the nervous system is sending signals and receiving signals, It's a two-way street. So that, that relationship has helped my patients understand what chiropractic can do for them and why it's so important not just to be dictated by pain, but it's to live a healthier lifestyle. But as you alluded to it, Sean, it basically has been, it's, it, it's gone through some of its you know, tra, you know, trials and tribulations. A lot of people question it. They, you know, we're, we're merely 70, 75 years removed from people being arrested for practicing chiropractic care because they're practicing medicine without a license and they're like well i'm not a medical doctor i am a doctor of chiropractic people are being you know, you, you are the scapegoat of, you know, you're the, you're the, you know, you're the ugly duckling of the, of the medical field. People don't look at you with, um, with, in, in a serious rapport. You're just considered like, you know, okay, you know, if you go to a chiropractor, you're probably part of the quack, you're part of a cult. And that's what's kind of like, we've had to grow out of that realm. Amidst all of that, there were still doctors of chiropractor who were passionate about what they did they had patients who were getting real results this isn't a placebo if this was merely a placebo if i told you all this stuff but if you told me i don't believe in it i don't believe in it i don't need you to believe in it because you're darn well gonna believe in it when you're better and you're like okay i can't fight it anymore i mean one quite ex- one one such example was um the chiropractor that works with utah jazz He's a world-renowned chiropractor, and I remember watching a documentary. John Stockton was one of his patients, of course, during John Stockton's long-tenured career with Utah Jazz. And John Stockton said, and he actually asked him in an interview, he said, if I would have told you, you know, you have to believe in this, he's like, "I no, I didn't believe in this. I thought that it was, it was quackery. I didn't think it was going to work. But he saw firsthand, even though his mindset was, I don't think this is going to work, but I'll try anything, it, the proof was in the pudding and that's the same and i and i kind of tangent over to the whole vegan movement because a lot of people will fight against it and say "Well, it's extreme it's this i can't live without my xyz fill in the blank you know whether it's their dairy products their meat products it's too extreme i can't eat like that you know i'm going to be depriving my body where do you get your protein and the same questions you guys have gotten but again amidst all of that if you take all of the the you know the smoke away And when you look at what actually it is, it is truly the essence of what's going to give us the best chance to thrive as human beings, not only for ourselves, but for the planet.
2: So what exactly is chiropractic care adjustments? Because I know Mm -hmm. whenever, and I put it on our social media, whenever you crack my back or my Mm -hmm. neck, Mm -hmm. people are like, what exactly is he doing?
0: Yes, So basically, a chiropractic adjustment, like I said, you preface all this by doing a full examination. And a lot of times I've had patients where I've actually turned them away and said, listen, I don't think a chiropractic adjustment is what you need at this particular area of complaint. You know, it could be like if it's stemming from the shoulder and I'm like, it's not actually your shoulder. Too many times in medicine, I know Alba, you being in the medical field, you understand this, you know, maybe a little more than other people of our listeners, what we're doing too much in society is we're becoming isolation medicine it's isolation healthcare like oh you got to go to this doctor he's an orthopedic surgeon you got to go to this person's a nephrologist who's you know who does uh, kidneys specializes in kidney this person is a rheumatologist this person and you see these ologist names because they're specialized which is fantastic but then what you have is a disconnect of all these specialists kind of interacting with one another you're not Alba's shoulder. You're not Alba's eyes. You're not. You're, you're Alba. You're a whole person. So that's the whole concept of a holistic approach. So that being said, when I come to evaluating a person, I evaluate how their body is communicating with itself. So if we determine based on an examination that a chiropractic adjustment and or manipulation, as it may be referred to, is needed, what it does in essence is to actually help to remove the pressure off of the nervous system, decrease the inflammation at the site and or the site that is causing the symptomatology for the patient, and thirdly, and just as important as the other two, restoring normal functionality of the body. You are opening up the channels of communication. I always use the analogy, if you were to walk into someone's house and the lights are off maybe just one light in the hallways on, but the bedroom lights are off, and I'm like, okay, you need to clean the house. You have no idea what's in there. You're like, am I gonna step on a little Lego piece and then and, and start cursing like Yosemite Sam? I'm <laughs> like, what's gonna happen? Is it gonna be a Hot Wheel going the fall? <laughs> but if I were to walk in the same house and just turn on all the lights, and then I say, hey, let's go ahead and now we can clean up. How much easier is it now? Again. The analogy that analogy corresponds to chiropractic care through chiropractic manipulation and/or adjustments. It has been proven scientifically that you open up the channels of communication with your brain better than any other stimuli, better than even putting a needle into your nerve and shooting a, you know, stimulation up to your brain. So a chiropractic adjustment opens up the lines of communication, makes it easier for body to communicate with each other. That's how you prevent future injury and promote proper health.
2: So where does that bone cracking sound come from whenever you are adjusting?
0: That's a good question. People always ask me all the time is, what's happened with the bone? I'm like, listen, I ain't trying to like Chuck Norris you, I ain't trying to Jackie Chan, you chop you and you know, but it's not, and and that's the thing, people say bone, bone cracking. It's not really bone cracking. You know, I always tell patients, it actually is, you know, that pop or crack sound you may or may not hear. People are, you know, and and let me preface this by saying I'm no different. When I was in school, we are all crack addicts, all right? We want to hear the crack. I'm like, I want to get the crack. I didn't do it three times, you know? And you constantly want to get that because you're like, ah, it's satisfactory. But once you actually determine, you know, you become skilled and refined in, 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 in your you know, experience, your expertise in this line of work, you really come to realize that it's not all about the pop or the crack. Now, you may experience that. What that actual sound is, is gas being released from a joint. It's not bones breaking, it's not bone movement. It's actually, the joint is locked up just like so, and when you move it, you're actually restoring normal function. And there's a gas bubble inside of the joint, and that's what releases. And if you ever end up on Jeopardy, I always say if they ask you, that gas is nitrogen gas. So remember that so we can split the money. Remember, Dr. Sam told you that. Come on now, guys. <laughs> so, But that's what that, that sound is. So.
1: so when you're getting an adjustment or when you're you know, seeing a chiro- chiropractor, mm-hmm. what exactly... You mentioned it's, you know, part of the foundation of the body, the skeletal structure as well as the nervous system mm-hmm. and how it kind of connects and relates with each other. Am I, I'm super paraphrasing what you just no,
0: said. No, but, no, no, that's very good. But um,
1: how exactly is what you're doing to that patient mm-hmm. improving their condition?
0: That very, very good question. Basically what we're doing is we're looking at if, if it is a neuromusculoskeletal condition um... hypothetically speaking you have a sprained shoulder you have what's called adhesive capsulitis or, or more commonly known as frozen shoulder you may have what's called conchal patella i'm just throwing medical terminology out there but it's just a fancy way of saying that you have a decreased cartilage behind your knee and i'm i'm using stuff other than the spine to help the 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 viewers and listeners understand that chiropractic care can be so much more than just it but neck pain headaches and lower back pain now if you know those three, of course, that's our you know that's our bread and butter for a lot of chiropractors. But we do deal with a lot of this stuff.
2: Your bread and vegan butter.
0: The vegan vegan butter. That's right. I like that. <laughs> but it really is. It breaks down to basically opening up the lines of of communication with the body because the body is a resilient. I mean, I always tell patients your body will do everything it can to not put you in pain. So if this is your starting point, you're gonna go and go and go and go and go and go and and you're gonna basically compensate. So there's gonna be some compensations. Your body will rob from Peter to pay Paul. And it'll keep going and going and going. Once you get to this point, it's like, you know what? I've exhausted all my energy sources. I've exhausted all the compensation. I've tried to hike up your hip and do this to your knee and do this to, to, to save. All of a sudden from here to here, all of a sudden from here it goes, okay, now it's time for the symptoms of pain to start. Now it's time for the So I always tell patients, pain may be the last thing to show up. It's the first thing to go away. But this is normal function. Look how far removed you are. So again, based on what my patient's goals are, that's what I try to dictate and build a plan around. If your plan is only to go from here to here and you just want to get out of pain, that's okay. But I call that the hamster wheel of medicine, the hamster wheel of healthcare. You know, I'm out of pain. I'm in pain. I'm here. Okay, I'm out of pain. Now I'm up. So you're jumping on and off the wheel. However, if that's that's okay. But if you really want to resolve the issue, first get you out of pain, then start to repair the body, start to promote proper posture, start to promote proper mechanics, start to promote proper healthcare. And that fits hand in hand with what I do as a chiropractor and what I stress about no pun intended, when my lectures, I've become known around South Florida as the stress doctor because I talk about stress. So we're talking about structural stress from a chiropractic and biomechanics standpoint. Well, there's two types of other stress too. There's chemical stress, there's emotional stress. Most people know about emotional, but that chemical one get and the structural get left by the wayside. Chemical stress being your inflammatory foods and what better, you know, what better diet to adapt to than a plant-based diet.
1: And you mentioned a couple times inflammation.
0: Yes. You know
1: what we hear usually when we hear about inflammation, it's in a negative, um, mm-hmm. a negative light in terms mm-hmm. of something you want to avoid. What mm-hmm. exactly is inflammation, and mm-hmm. what are some misconceptions around what it I'm, does for your body?
0: I'm glad you said that, Sean, because a lot of people look at inflammation. Inflammation gets a bad rap. Now, inflammation acutely, acute inflammation is actually a good thing. I'm going to say that again because a lot of people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was saying, you know, anti-inflammatories and anti-inflammatory diets and everything else. Inflammation in an acute phase is not a bad thing.
2: That means quick, not long-term.
0: There you go. Thank you. See, and that's why sometimes I'm, I'm talking a little bit and, and Alba catches me. <laughs> She's like, it's the quick. So if you have inflammation for a, cu- a week, two weeks, in that short amount of time period, even less than a month, we'll consider that short-term inflammation. It's your body crying out for help. It's your body responding to something, whether it's a structural component being off, you know, and you need to address it, whether it's you're too emotionally stressed out. And I mean, nobody in this day and age is stressed out. I mean, come on now, you know, with our jobs and we live in South Florida and the crazy drivers and everything else like (laughs) list, And then of course, chemical, what we're putting in our body, especially in the 21st century and what we're kind of going into, you know, more processed foods, more farm raised, you know, nutrients that are lacking nutrients that are not giving us what we need from the foods that we're supposed to be getting, the nutrients that we're craving. So we're, we're eating more foods, yet we're starving for proper nutrition. And that's the big thing. So a lot of times, like you said, inflammation, what does it do? But if it sits around for a long time, it can then, it's like having your house, it's like having a, your fireplace, you have a fire going. It's like, hey, there's a fire going on there. All of a sudden the fire spreads well the living room is on fire well wait a minute the whole house is on fire oh my gosh the whole blocks on fire so the longer inflammation sits the more it'll spread and then eventually what happens after a fire your house is in rubble it's in ashes in the body chronic inflammation or long-term inflammation will lead to degeneration and breaking down and aging of your body you know I always say people are like I have arthritis And I'm like, it's not dictated by age. Oh, I guess what happens when you get old. I've seen patients in their 80s have not one sign of arthritis. I've seen patients in their 20s that have the body of a 40 or 50-year-old because they've already had that much degeneration. So again, identifying inflammation, understanding that it's not quite a bad thing. It's your body trying to tell you something. So when you do have it, instead of trying to cover it up with anti-inflammatories, actually addressing what's causing it and resolving that will give you more long-term health.
2: We have heard that the way to find out is through something called food inflammation testing. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. What is that? So that's going back to the chemical stress, so the three types of stress. So when it comes to food inflammation testing that we do here in the office for a lot of our patients, people don't realize that even the foods that they so-called are healthy for them may not be healthy for them. (laughs) You know, when you're told that, you know, broccoli is healthy and salmon is healthy and Sweet potatoes are healthy. Well, there are several foods that your body cannot break down or they're causing inflammation in your body. Just because that broccoli and cauliflower are supposedly good foods, they may not. They may be good for Alba, but they may not be good for Sean, based on how your body's processing, digesting, absorbing, and utilizing the nutrients. So what we do in the office is we do a blood test in which we look at the way your blood interacts with 132 different types of foods. Based on that determination of what foods are causing inflammation, we're able to then work with a nutritionist of your choice, whether it's here in South Florida, I have patients from California that I'll do the test for, and then I'll say, listen, if you have someone, I have some people in the Los Angeles and San Diego area that I've been able to refer the patient, that is being fully equipped now. You're walking into with a nutritionist saying, this is my food inflammation test, I cannot eat these foods or they cause inflammation, can you build a right plan for me? And it can be foods that we realistically, I mean, I had one young lady who is a Pilates instructor and she had been working with a nutritionist and she was she was just always tired and fatigued after teaching all these classes. And I was like, okay, she's, she's really putting in the work. Well, when we did the test, we were interested to find that turmeric, most one of the most anti-inflammatory powerful foods out there, was not, was interacting with her body and causing inflammation. So one of the most anti-inflammatory foods was causing inflammation for her. Wow, that's crazy. In addition to other foods we cut out she all of a sudden showed resolve within a couple of weeks. That's how powerful knowledge can be. Understanding more about the body, and that's what we help our patients achieve.
2: Hmm,
1: that's so very interesting. So it sounds like you definitely recommend that a person undergo a food inflammation test to find out what's that optimal diet for them. Especially if we're, con, um, if we're advocating for a plant-based diet, which Absolutely. we definitely, as so full vegans, you mm. know, for many reasons, advocate yes. for that.
0: I think that a lot of people, and that's why, and I'm glad you said that, Sean, I think, I think it's a great thing because a lot of times for people, what will happen is, is that people will look for an excuse that something isn't working. You know, we, we have, through evolution, we have our mindset to kind of protect us, you know, it's a protective mechanism. It's like, don't go in that cave you know the saber toothed tigers in that cave you know don't walk in the jungle by yourself because this could happen so we're protective you know our evolutionary brain is always trying to protect us against you know the worst case scenarios well what happens the same token is that when people look at a vegan lifestyle or a plant-based lifestyle it's a little extreme but my neighbor did it and this person did it and so-and-so actress and actor did it and they're getting great results maybe i should try it the second something happens, they're I'm gassy, I'm bloating, I'm hungry, I'm moody, I'm this. What if you're eating certain foods that you shouldn't be eating, even though they are plant-based? Maybe instead of eating, and I'm picking on broccoli and cauliflower, I'll switch off, cantaloupe fruit that is really good for you, but maybe cantaloupe doesn't really act with your body well. So more information that you have. So when you're fully equipped with this information, you know that these fruits and vegetables interact with your body poorly, then you're able to make healthy plant-based choices that are right for you that are going to basically give you a better chance to see the results that your neighbor and that actor and that actress have already, you know, experienced.
2: Yeah, because it's catered to you, to your own body, chemically. Exactly. chemically. Yes. Not chemical, but chemically.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And speaking of that um, recommendation, what are some recommendations that you can give to keep body proper mechanics to make sure that you're not hunched over, to make sure that you are not um, walking funny, like if you're working at the computer?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's the number one thing. In our sedentary lifestyle, I see a lot. I see a lot of people when they work at a computer, and, and I always tell patients, Bring the, bringing your, this is on here, if you bring the, the keyboard, and I like to use a wireless keyboard, but bring your keyboard as close as you can to you. Okay, when it's far away from you like this. You're actually going to lean forward and your shoulders are gonna roll forward, you're gonna hunch your back, and you're almost your neck's gonna jut forward just like so. You wanna bring the keyboard as close as you can. In addition, you see me keep shifting up. I've got a little, you know, pad back here, I've got a lumbar support pillow that even I use, you know, because I do not want to kind of hunch over in my chair. You notice if I sink in my chair, now my lower back's rounded, I'm sitting on my tailbone, not my butt bone, tailbone being the center and the butt bone being right underneath, that's what you need to be sitting on. So this kind of back support. Hello. You can purchase from several doctor's offices if you're ever interested. We have some here at our office. You put it right under the small of your lower back and it forces you to kind of sit up straight as you press your body up against it. It forces you to pull the shoulders back which is the right posture to have. You want to make sure when you're sitting at a computer that the computer is at eye level or slightly above. More and more people this day and age are working on laptops, especially in coffee houses, you know, which is great. I love a coffee house and I love to take my laptop. But when you're on there for hours and hours and hours, you're almost, you're engulfing yourself into your laptop. So if that's the case, if you're like, listen, I have to work remotely. I have to be on the go. I have to be on my laptop. That's fine. We all have smartphones now. Set your timer every 20 to 30 minutes. Stand up. Give yourself a nice stretch. Get that chest opening up head back even just for a couple of seconds up to a minute you will help to combat that whole internal rotation of the shoulder caving into your computer and all the degeneration that comes along with it
2: sean and i actually do that because we do work um we um work from either home or we're on the road a lot Mm -hmm. and i've noticed that whenever we work on our laptops is there like some type of um not I don't know, a laptop stand that we can put it up so that way the laptop stands up and we are instead of hunching into it, we're looking straight at it?
0: There's a lot of ones on the market right now. There's ones that like, if you sit on your couch and it kind of elevates you, it puts on, you know, so a lot of times I tell patients, if you're at home, let's use the home example. If you're at home, you have to be on your laptop. Elevation of the laptop is gonna be key. But if you're sitting on, let's say the floor or you're sitting on your couch, take your throw pillows. They're there for a reason, you know? They're, they're not just pretty. But use them and put them on your lap so you put the lap you put two throw pillows and then you put the laptop on top now you've elevated instead of it sitting on your lap and you're kind of caved in just like so you're now bringing it up to eye level i use the same kind of ideology when i talk about reading patients grab a book like so and they're reading like this so they're lowering their neck lowering their neck but if you put the book right up here on top Of the pillows. Now you're bringing, you can put up to three pillows. I put up to here and I can rest my hands. I'm not gonna strain my shoulder after a couple of minutes. I'm resting my hands up here. Now I'm able to read like this. And I'm not straining my neck. And more and more people, as we're seeing in our society, especially children. You know, what's the obsession now? Smartphones and tablets. And more parents are trying to distract their children, whether it's at home or out and about in restaurants. And you see more and more kids with literally like their ch- their chin caved into their chest just like all the way down. And this type of posture is only going to create what's going to be catastrophic health complications. People don't realize like, oh, it's going to be bad posture. No, you're not just going to be walking around like a turtle. You're going to have problems because all the nerves that come out of the neck go to your diaphragm, go to your lungs, go to your head. go to. Your so you're talking about a plethora of problems that could be instilling with kids from learning disabilities to asthma and allergy problems, breathing complications to You know now digestive issues because the diaphragm helps to control the digestion with the you know with the kind of pumping of the body and the torso
2: what about walking
0: walking is crucial when it comes to obviously first getting up and getting moving you know and a lot of my patients i always joke around as they become they come to me and they're like doc i was in the supermarket yesterday i saw a lady that couldn't walk right you know i saw a gentleman that looked like a turtle and it's because my patients have become so aware and so knowledgeable about their own mechanics they're now able to see other people and how they're moving so when it comes to walking you want to make sure that you know it's hard to witness yourself is watch yourself but if you have a you know a full-length mirror in your house you want to pay attention to your hips and see if they're properly moving if you want to make sure that when you sit down for a long period of time and you go to stand up do you have a delay do you stop halfway and then you're like oh, oh all right there we go Does it take you longer in the mornings to get going? These are telltale signs that you could be having some joint restrictions. These are telltale signs that you could be in that degeneration phase. These are telltale signs that arthritis may be looming. So it's understanding what the body is trying to tell you that could be a a real big thing. So you wanna get moving, but you wanna move the right way. So if you do have any pain restriction, and or discomfort while you're moving and are doing different things, that may be the time to go see a chiropractor.
1: And Elba mentioned <clears> it like <throat> we do. I do work. work we do, but I'd also work long hours. And a lot of the times, I find myself, mm. especially with my watch, is mm. it called iWatch? watch? Yeah. My, my Apple Watch. Uh-huh. Um, it tells me to stand every once in a while. Yes. So at a certain point, I was able to get a Ver desk. Yes. So a standing desk. So like, what are your thoughts on you know standing? And working for long periods of time, are there things to look out for that as well? Oh, yeah, that's a thing right there.
0: Yes. I think more and more people are leaning toward, I've gotten a question from so many people, should I get a standing desk? I say yes. You know, um, how often should I use it? I go, that's up to you. You know, everybody's different. People want a a one-stop shop answer. Like, everyone wants to know, okay, if I take one vitamin D capsule, 500 milligrams, that's all I need, right? I'm like, well, do you live in Alaska or do you live in Florida? I don't know how much sunshine you're getting. I don't know what's going on. Like, dude, are you? What is your background? Are you of Nordic descent? Are you Hispanic? Are you African American? You know, all these things come into play. how much melanin you have in you. So, taking that same concept, when it comes to a standing desk, is it? Is it? You know, important? Is it beneficial? Absolutely, because sitting. In a 2014 study from London University, they talk about sitting as a new smoking there are just as many detrimental effects to long-term sitting as there are to smoking now you wouldn't hand your daughter your son your niece your nephew a pack of cigarettes hell i won't you know but we are now but we are immune or we're ignorant to the fact of children and their poor posture for a long period of time you know in this day and age where even in the school systems more and more schools are you know eliminating physical fitness and you know pe and and uh, recess and they're more about the sedentary lifestyle we got to study for test listen testing is there for a reason we always want to perform well but you have to advocate for physical activity so long-term sitting posture can be detrimental to not only kids but to adults so a standing desk helps to eliminate that now how long should I stand for I always tell patients listen to your body stand get a standing desk go from a seated stand up a standing desk but get one that kind of like you can change. You can go from sitting to standing. So if you stand for let's say half an hour and then you're like, you know what, let me sit down now. Okay, now you sit down. Now you stand up. That constant change not only does it help your spine and help your body, but you're actually, when you're going from a sitting to a standing position, you're what's called doing what's called body confusion. Your body's like, hey, wait a minute, you're sitting here, you're standing here, you're sitting here, you're standing. So it keeps your metabolism going too. People don't realize this can help you in longevity when you're looking about weight loss and you're thinking about being healthy. These little things can make a big difference.
2: And now that we're going to start wrapping up a little bit, mm-hmm. but dangers of chiropractor if done incorrectly.
0: Very good. And a lot of times people get, because you hear it in the news, you know, one person, millions of millions of chiropractic adjustments per year, millions of millions of people with unbelievable stories that have chiropractic care has helped them live a better lifestyle almost to the verge of tears when they think it saved their life you know i say they saved their life because it's it's people were had you know restrictions in their life they weren't able to do certain things they were you know from that has led them to a, a point where they're just depressed or anxiety or anything else and chiropractic care has helped them by the same token there's two sides to every coin there are situations in which people have had a, an adverse effect or a bad you know experience with chiropractic the problem is, and this is just the mantra that we live in modern society. When someone goes to a medical doctor, to have a bad experience, they look and they come back to their friends and say, "That was a bad medical doctor. I would never go back there." And then they spread that word to their friends, and that's what happens. When people have a bad experience in the chiropractor, oh my gosh, chiropractic, a whole profession is horrible. I would never go to a chiropractor. So the first thing I always tell patients is that if you've had a bad experience, I apologize on behalf of my profession, but then I dig deeper. You know, did that doctor actually do a full, thorough examination? Did they sit down with you and talk to you face-to-face like a human being as a consultation to understand what you're going through, what are some of the complications, what makes it better, what makes it worse, and what, most importantly, one thing is missed, what are your goals? I just want to get out of pain, doc, okay? I want to live better. I used to be a former athlete, I want to lose weight again. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know? Listen to the patients. And then, so you have people, the dangers of chiropractic care, you know, but you have to know the telltale signs. I've had patients walk in my door and say, Doc, I just need an adjustment of my neck. But during my examination, and Alba, you being a nurse, will understand this when you have a gentleman who's telling me, and something's not right here, and you do a blood pressure check, in my office we do vitals, and I did a blood pressure check, the gentleman had a 209 over 186 blood pressure. I mean, is, and, and Alba can tell you working in the hospital, anything over even like 130 over 90 or 140 over 100 based on what literature you read, and those are the systolic and diastolic numbers of your blood pressure. So let's just say the higher number even, 140 over 100. This gentleman walks in, he's 206 over 186, 187. I mean, that's a walking stroke. I don't care what you do, but I would be darned if I'm going to put my reputation, my livelihood, my license, and everything that I've built as a Practitioner and do no harm, doctor, doing anything to him. So I advised him to go to the hospital, get checked out. He was begrudgingly, very upset, left my office. But I knew I had done the right thing. Always think about your patients first. So you have the adverse effects. You have those those, those scary stories you hear about the, the the Playboy model who you know had a stroke after seeing a chiropractor. However, when you have medical doctors, neurologists. That have actually an, and and chiropractors coming together and saying that it is you are just as likely to experience a stroke going to a medical doctor's office as a chiropractor as a salon, because women want, run even men too. When you go to the salon, you lay back and you, you know you're living and they're washing your hair, you're cutting off the vertebral artery. So if you already have complications of that artery, you could actually and women have stroked out that way. So it's just as much as that, but you have to see the telltale signs. So. Scientific research has proven that there, you know, you could just be, well, but not, it's not the chiropractic adjustment that could cause these ailments. It's actually, you know, you're, you're taking time bomb. It's just recognizing the signs. You know, most of the time I tell patients you may start to feel a little sore, like I man, did I work out today after their first or second adjustment. But understand that your body. You know, it's something new, and we're restoring normal functionality to it. So,
1: would you recommend any things in addition to seeing a chiropractor? To help with, you know, pain. Help with, you know, circulation. Um, any other activities they can do.
0: Absolutely, I mean th- that's one thing that brought me to my new facility here. Being part of a team, you know, when it comes to, just like if you're trying to make the leap to a plant-based lifestyle, you know, having SoFlo vegans in my corner, having wonderful people that I'd be able to meet through the vegan community. Um, you talk about a plethora of positivity. You know, everyone's happy for one another and everyone tries to promote health and well-being. And it's really like whether you're, you know, jumping in the deep end when it comes to the plant-based lifestyle or you're incorporating one meal per week, there is no judgment. In, the, in our plant-based community. And that's one thing that I, I have absolutely been so honored and privileged to be part of such an amazing group of individuals. So same thing when it comes to your healthcare. You're talking about when you have more people on your team, you have people that are looking at your health is a number one priority. Not, does your insurance cover this? Or, I don't know if we can do this, they don't cover this, and okay, they cut you off. No, You're no our number one goal is what is gonna make get you the best results in the quickest time again my engineering mind comes in like i want to get you your destination as effectively and efficiently as possible so to your question sean obviously adopting a more heavily plant-based diet which is a anti-inflammatory diet again we talked about inflammation before but we're talking about chronic inflammation if you can keep the inflammation down then when your body has something go wrong with it it's going to qu- recognize it quicker and quicker and quicker So that, by that same token, so adopting a plant-based diet with anti-inflammatory and help your body function better. Working with professionals in, I hate to use this term, alternative medicine. There is no alternative medicine. This is healthcare field. We all have a place at the table. So talk to acupuncturists. Massage therapy is great. Postural rehabilitation, chiropractic, physical therapy. Psychologists that specialize, and there are so many psychologists that do different realms, but neural feedback. So you look into neural feedback psychology, you know, decompression therapy. The list goes on and on, but and and ironically, what brought me to this office is because everything I just named, we have this under this roof. So walking into a facility where you have a group of healthcare professionals with one one goal in mind, just one, and that's what is your the best way to help you live a healthier lifestyle, period. And that's what we do.
1: And you mentioned a little bit about your practice. Can you tell us a little bit more? Like, where are you located? Like, if someone's listening to this right now, maybe they know a little bit about um, chiropractic.
0: Chiropractic? Chiropractic. (laughs) You you got it? Um,
1: (laughs) You know, when should they consider coming to see a chiropractor?
0: That's a good question. A lot of people always say, should I wait till? I'm I'm like, listen, um, it's up to you. You know, because a lot of times, like, you know, I've had patients, especially athletes understand this a lot. Athletes always be a performance. It's all about performance. So they, you know, they may not be in pain or, you know, they want to better have a better posture. Like, I know I'm, I'm my posture really bad. I don't have much pain, but the posture really bad. But it's up to you. So, you know, anytime getting evaluated from a chiropractic physician who understands the importance of doing a full examination and a, and a, you know, gaining your let again, you shouldn't I always say don't voluntarily give up your trust because, again, I have no remorse. People are like, well, I don't know about chiropractors. I'm like, listen, hold on to that grain of salt because you know what? Take everything people tell you. Don't just accept everything. Gain all the information you can. You know, sit with someone who's actually going to talk with you, tell you the benefits, the dangers. If someone's shying away from addressing what, what you mentioned, Alba, about the dangers, you know, why are they shying away? Someone who's confident in knowing that what they provide to you is in your best interest, not in the best interest of themselves or their pocketbook, that's the kind of person I want to be with. That's the kind of person I want to go to, whether it's in the legal field, it's accounting, or in the medical field. That's what I want to gain from it. So a lot of times if people are interested, we do, Free consultations here with the doctor if they like to set up just to come see our beautiful office. We're located, um, the facility is called Shin Wellness, S H I N Wellness. We're located at 4500 Biscayne Boulevard, Suite 202 here in Miami, Florida, and it's 33137. Um, and you can come in, you can do a consultation with the doctor, come see our beautiful facility. We have several practitioners here, whether you're interested in, like I said, the psychology, the nutrition, the massage therapy, the acupuncture. Um, it's so much we can provide to our patients. But again, it ultimately comes down to what are you looking to achieve? And when it comes to like, what patients we look to see, whether it's you know male, female, aged you know, age 5 or 55 or 85, my patients have, ranged, have been all age ranges. My youngest patient was my cousin's little baby. He was three days old. I saw a three-day-old baby. Because the birthing process is very difficult on a baby. You think about how much push and then, you know, the, the the strain on the... Now, you don't whip a baby's neck when you're adjusting them or push down. You're literally adjusting with two little fingers. That's oh my all God. it takes. So
2: pretty much you can come and get chiropractic care at any age. At any
0: age. Oh Actually, the birthing process is one of the most stressful to the body. That is. So a lot of times, pe- babies won't... Like, people start to say, oh, babies don't develop fast enough, you know, or babies... My baby's having difficulty like walking or talking as soon as like what normal society says they should be. Well, if you could actually activate the nervous system and the neurology and the brain activation, you're gonna accelerate it. In addition, kids they get adjusted. This is proven fact, it's not just me stone, but proven Kids that get adjusted regularly, and regularly I mean like once every two weeks and they're on maintenance once they get to a certain point. No no pain, no symptoms, they're just coming for a tune-up. Kids that get adjusted regularly are less likely to get sick in school. You know, all their friends are catching the flu, they're catching the cold, they have stronger immune systems, they're more attentive in school, less, you know, less problems with attention deficit disorder because they're actually able to focus better. So you think about, like the multi-millions up to billions of dollars in the, you know, field of like ADHD in this society. And kids are like, okay, put them on this medication, put them on this medication. Obviously, parents don't want to put their kids on medication, you know, because they don't want to create a lifetime, you know, a dependency, lifetime patient, dependency a lifetime patient. But that's something that you know, we can help with. And then, of course, as you get older and you become more active or less active, you know, you want to remain as active as possible, but in the right way. And chiropractic care is here to help. I'll
2: be scared out of my mind if I was a (laughs) chiropractor and they're like, here you go, here's my one-week-old baby. Please adjust. I'll be like, um...
0: Ironic you say that because that was my first patient when I was in school. When I was in outpatient clinic. Oh, my God. So we were working with each other with students. So I was like, all right, I'm working to You work in your own utopia because you're in student mode. Like... I'm working on other students. We all know the benefit of chiropractic. Then you step out in the real world, and you have to like basically talk about the benefits, but understand that people are going to be coming in with that grain of salt I talked about, and they don't know. Some of them were skeptical. Some of them were accepting, but you're not dealing with other students that are like, "Hey, you know what? If I have a little soreness, I know that's this, 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 because we studied that in school." My first patient, and it happened to be a three-week-old baby of a former marine. I'm like, I'm dead. I'm dead, I'm dead. If, if I do anything to this kid, I, I'm gonna be wiped off the plant, on me, a smudge, that's it, like this guy. And he was, for all intents and purposes, he said he was retired. I do not believe the muscles I saw on this guy, I do not believe he was retired. Um, the nicest guy in the world he'd he do. No, you, I think he was training for the new Rambo. It was, so, Sly slow and steps down, this guy was gonna step it. Nicest guy in the world though, and he, he brought his baby because he had heard, he both, he and his wife had heard that um, chiropractic care could help with colic. Mm. And under the supervision of one of our professors, one of the doctors in our clinic, I was able to help this baby with the issue of colic. And he was having colic and he was able to sleep at night, obviously crying in the, you know, the wean hours of the night. And within two weeks, parents were like, the, the mother came in was like, I was able to get a, had a good night's sleep. He slept throughout the night, oh my gosh and then you know the father of course like thanked me and i was like oh good my life is spared for now <laughs> and of course he was like listen can i become your patient as well because of everything that he had put his body through in defending our great nation and i that was that was a blessing you know be able to treat someone who had put so much sacrifice for our well-being so i could live my dream
1: so you mentioned like stress on the body and mm-hmm. you know obviously marines and. Mm-hmm. Uh, armed forces. Yes. With well, the armed forces, but athletes as well, especially mm-hmm. football. Like, how does that play a role in your practice? Do you see a lot of athletes coming in for for support? Like, how does that mesh?
2: And it, medical professionals.
0: And medical professionals. Yeah, I think that a lot of times it's, it's easy with athletes um, when you talk about performance because performance could mean the difference between making the team, not making the team. It could be the difference between tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line you know keeping them in the game so athletes when you talk about performance not only getting out of pain it's about performance there's 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 you know it's no it's it, it's no like you know question or you know you don't question it at all when all 32 NFL teams have a chiropractor on staff you know you talk about I'm I'm I was born in Dallas I'm a big Cowboys fan and Emmitt Smith the all-time leading rusher you talk about a, gen- a guy who, you know, every time you get hit, it's like a car accident. Like, you know, running, running back, going through the lane, collision with a linebacker, collision with a safety, collision with a D lineman. How many collisions this guy had over his career? And he missed two games because of injury. Mm-hmm. Two. You're talking about a guy who was sustainability, consistency throughout his career. You talk about names from Joe Montana to Jerry Rice to Tom Brady to Michael Jordan, who have all come out as strong advocates that say, if it wasn't for my chiropractor I would not be able to perform at my high elite level Tom Brady has been one has been a strong advocate Joe Montana come out Jerry Rice has been seen at many chiropractic conferences speaking about you know you guys help me be the best I could be and obviously we see what Jerry Rice did with his career so athletes understand that you know and it's really and it's not just in the professional realm of team sports you know I see a lot of bodybuilders in my office and what's great about the bodybuilding profession is that whether it's female or male and the fitness and or you know amateur and pro bodybuilders is that they when they have restriction, it's all about symmetry as well. If their shoulders rolled forward and they're like, I'm getting a little shoulder pain, I'm like, listen, you'll roll forward, you know, get you in better posture, they understand standing in better posture is gonna make them look better on stage, which in turn is gonna give them better placing, which in turn is gonna mean more endorsements and more money you know, and a lot of times so I've had one bodybuilder and there's a great community just like the vegan community. The bodybuilding community, I treated one guy, all of a sudden a week later my office is full, it looks like backstage in the Mr. Olympia and they have got tons of bodybuilders that can't fit in the chairs and they're all like, hey I heard about you. <laughs> my friend told me about you, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they can barely fit in the chair. Roll forward like this, like, all right, doc, can I come back now and I'm like, get up? And I'm like, oh my gosh, 300 pounds, 5'10", 300 pounds, and they're just enormous. But these guys understand, and gals, you know, that are fitness Olympiads, understand. And then, of course, medical professionals. Medical professionals put themselves and their sacrifice, whether they're doctors, nurses, assistants. I don't care if you are a janitor at a hospital. You are sacrificing so much so that other people can live and help their health. They could be at the dire straits, they could be just responding to some kind of symptom, but everyone has a role. And so medical professionals understand that to stay in the game, to keep their, because they see what the, what the alternative is. They see what's going on and they say, well, I don't want to get to this point. So what can I do now? Whether it's adopting a healthy you know, nutrition plan and lifestyle and that includes chiropractic care it includes a plant-based diet it includes movement it includes stuff like that's going to help you de-stress like reading yoga me time so important to take that time for yourself
2: i mean i always say that we have a saying that if you can't take care of yourself first you cannot take care of anybody else there you go and it might sound selfish but that's the truth
0: no no taking care of yourself that's you know self-care is self-love and you can't love someone else. And this is a problem that I've had for years, where it's like I, I, my cup was only a third full. And every time my cup was a third full, I was like, oh, oh my gosh, but I wanna give everything to everybody else. And I noticed that all of a sudden, at the end of the day, I'm thirsty. And I'm like, man, what? I, I, but I was noticing that I was only helping a handful of people, because my cup was only a third full. When my cup is completely full because I've taken the time to take care of myself, I'm able to help so many more people. And that's a big thing. You don't have to be an activist. You don't have to be you know, in the limelight. You just have to be true to yourself and help yourself and be a representation of what you believe in. That's why I truly believe that you know, people are like, wait, you get adjusted? I'm like, darn too! I get adjusted. You know, I get adjusted once a week. I tell patients if you maintain maintenance, I get adjusted at least once a week. Because I know the term, like the, 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 just the, from biomechanics, leaning on top, adjusting someone, working on their shoulder, doing trigger points, doing all this stuff. I'm kind of sacrificing myself, just like any other medical professional, and I put myself into that realm. So that you know, I practice what I preach. People always ask me, you know, it's like okay, healthy lifestyle. You know, it's you you, don't, you wouldn't take advice, and I apologize if there are out there, but you wouldn't take advice from a overweight, you know. Not you know unappealing nutritionists. You'd be like, oh, you eat this, and they're like, well, okay, look at you. You know, I don't think you're following your own advice, there, buddy. You know, like, and I know many medical doctors, and I love them to death, but a lot of them are like, you should do this, you should do this, and they're, they go, and then as soon as there's a break, they go outside and have a cigarette break, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, well, you're smoking cigarettes. Do you not know the? Uh, I don't care, you know, and and some of them do. Some of them have addiction problems, and but some of them just don't care. And I'm like, it's hard for me to kind of justify you're giving health advice to someone if you're not living it. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, adopting more of a nutritional lifestyle, you know, a a healthy lifestyle through nutrition, through chiropractic care, through posture, and of course, like I said, that's what led me to now three years running, three plus years now, I've been vegan, I've been plant-based, amidst all the, the snide remarks of my friends, like, oh, here comes, here comes the, you know, throw some grass on the grill for Sam, like, you know, like, and, Ironically, those same individuals that have been teasing me and jabbing me, my friends, are still looking at me and going, "Hey, man, you look looking looking younger by the day, man. What are you doing? What's your secret?" And I'm like, "I ain't no secret. I'm putting it out there for you guys, you know." But nobody wants to do the work, you know. Everybody, everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody wants to die, you know. Everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody wants that. No one wants to put in the work. Nobody wants to sacrifice anything. But what you truly truly realize in this society, ain't no sacrifice. You're not giving up anything. You're able to thrive, not just you know live and survive
1: and before we close out the podcast do you have any final questions or comments for
2: no not really just watch our stories because you're going to be able to see dr sam continue to manipulate continue to move (laughs) my bones and crack my bones which now (laughs) i know it's not cracking Uh but um so where can people find you
0: you can find me on instagram i have an instagram handle it's dr sam miami d-r-s-a-m-m-i-a-m-i um and you can also find me on facebook uh under my uh, personal uh, Sam Rasul, or on my professional page, which is my business Align Cairo Care, which that's why I said I'm, I'm at Shin Wellness. My company, Align Cairo Care, has now combined with Shin Wellness. You can also follow us on Shin Wellness Miami on Instagram, S H I N Wellness Miami. And um, for anything, uh, we're actually starting uh, a YouTube channel where we're going to be talking about these different things. So we'll be sharing that in the near future. But for now, be on the lookout for all this stuff. And of course, I know you guys are already following it, but tell your friends. So flow vegans is the way to go. Um, the information is just so wild. You guys have done a fantastic job. I really appreciate you guys bringing the limelight and shining a light onto so many different attributes to help your listeners live a healthier lifestyle.
2: Oh,
1: thank you. We appreciate that, and we always like to end the podcast giving our guests the final word. Anything that you even if it's something you just want to summarize some of the bigger points in our conversation what do you want to leave our audience with as the last thing they hear on this podcast
0: well the biggest thing is that you know I've always I've always talked about you know the you know the wow facts when I talk to people people love like you know you can talk until you're blue in the face but you know when you catch someone's attention and my biggest thing is telling patients we live in a society where healthcare reform i don't care what last side of the spectrum you're on you're a democrat you're a republican you're a liberal you're a conservative you're you're a socialist you're a communist or so whatever you know we all know that something is wrong you know when we're the and for all intents and purposes we are the richest country in the world this country is phenomenal i'm the i'm the son of immigrants um, came here to live so i could live the american dream and i could live and do what i need to do um, but when we are in world health organization standards the 29th you know, in in health, 29th in health in the world, something is wrong. So, I use the wild facts. You know, you have one third of the U.S. adult population taking a drug for stress, and we talked about stress before weekly. You're covering up symptoms. You talk about the U.S. population makes up five percent of the world, five or six percent depending on the numbers you look at. We consume 52 percent of the pharmaceuticals in the world. But I translate that we're 29th in health. It's a big disconnect there. You know, hey, we're consuming it, and we're number one, that's fine with me. You know, hey, they're helping. But we're consuming over half of the world's pharmaceuticals, we're 29th in health. We consume 80% of the painkillers of the world. Something is wrong. So again, what I would leave your listeners with is very simple. Be do your due diligence. Understand that you are unique. Every person is different. What may be good for your neighbor your mother, your father, and or some actor or actress may not be what's right for you specifically. Surround yourself with people who believe that you can change. They believe that when you tell them, my goal is to lose weight this year, you've always been big. You don't need that negativity in your life. You need positive cheerleaders. And that includes not only your friends and family, but a support team of healthy professionals that want to see you succeed. There's nothing that I love more than when patients come tell me that I'm able to do my Tai Chi, I'm able to run, I'm able to do the XYZ, my pain levels down, I feel healthier, I feel younger, everything else. Hell, I high five them. I high five them. I hug my patients, you know. None of them sued me yet, but i you know but, but you know, it's 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 truly being passionate about it. So I would that's that's one message I would love to leave with patients is be your own. You know, test subject. You know, understand your body. It's your body. You understand it better than anybody else. You know, but surround yourself with people that can help you live to the best of your abilities and promotion of your life, not just dealing of your symptoms as they come and go. You are listening to the Vegans podcast.
1: Yeah. So we're so glad you stuck around. You listened to the whole entire episode. You're supporting Flow Vegans. The best way you can do that is by going to SoFloVegans.com and checking out all of the amazing links that we have. We just recently wrapped up a expo, a virtual expo, the first that we've ever done. And we were excited with the turnout, the guests, the speakers, the sessions, everything and guess what you can check it out we have the videos up for replay on soflowvegans.com expo so some of just some of the highlights we had a vegan directors panel with the directors from um, what the health um, the game changers live and let die our Live and Let Live, actually, because Live and Let Die would be a completely different documentary, <laughs> as well as Earthlings. So, that alone, just make sure you check out. But we had some other amazing panels. We had a live session with Ingrid Newkirk. We had a conversation about how to communicate with your friends and family with um, Renee Kingsonen. We had Victoria Moran and Susan Hargraves. We had one-on-one with Karen Calabrese. There's just so much that we had. I think we had over 12 different, 16 different sessions. Just check it out, soflowvegans.com slash expo. Now, coming up on our next podcast, we have none other than John Lewis, the badass vegan, who also has an amazing do- documentary coming out, and he talks about it in our podcast. So tune in to our next episode with john lewis the badass vegan we cannot wait for that and to find out more make sure you are subscribed make sure you're following us on instagram all the different channels we do this because of the vegan community and the way that we know that we're we're making an impact is by your feedback your your reviews so we would love to hear from you And if you just want to send us an email directly, go to contact at soulflowvegans.com and our team will definitely get it, read it, and respond. So without that being with that being said, rather, have a great day.
2: You are listening to the SoFlow Vegans podcast.